0: Okay. Uh, Sheriff Errol Toulon Jr., Suffolk County. Uh, Nice enough to give us a couple of people wondering why he wasn't with us last week. He was traveling. We wanted to get in him today on this uh, first day of November. It's always a pleasure to have you, sir. How are you?
1: Thank you very much, Jay, for having me on, and thanks for accommodating me.
0: Indeed. Anytime, my friend. And, of course, we were just talking with the captain. Uh, sure, I'm sure you heard regarding these laws: red flag, yellow flag. Listen, they're in place for a reason, uh, and it just seems that there were plenty of opportunity involved in order to apprehend an individual who are who is in mental distress, as appears to be the alleged killer in all of this. Uh, and we've got to do a better job as a society. Uh, in upholding laws that are in place. Very important stuff, and, you know, we talk about this all the time, Sheriff, right?
1: You know, you're 100% correct. And also, you know, what the captain was mentioning, you know, this individual had a declining mental health status. You know, clearly the breakup with his girlfriend was some indicative signs where he started wearing some hearing aids and saying a lot of things that were not uh, significant. Significant weight loss. He was hospitalized for mental health issues. You know, he stopped taking his medication and, you know, his family and friends recognize this and plus this, you know, this paranoia of, of thinking that uh, the people in these two places at the ball and grill in the bowling alley were posting things or broadcasting that he was a pedophile, you know, clearly this person was in distress and needed some help.
0: hundred percent, hundred percent, 18 lives lost, 13 uh, wounded, three are in very critical condition, we understand as far as the updates. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But, uh, you know, and, and you know, with these laws, one one final point, you know, it's almost like passing the baton because, you know, you've got to get a judge's order. You've got to get a medical official involved. Obviously, police starting this as far as the, the baton passing regarding these yellow flag laws. But in essence, you know, you have to have everything in sync as far as the necessary situations involved, uh, as far as uh, apprehending weaponry here, right?
1: You know, it is very, very tough when you, when you talk about maybe a social services, a law enforcement, uh, educational institution. You know, at least in New York State, we have, we have title laws, but, you know, when you look at uh, the situation that occurred in Maine, you know, you see different agencies. No one's talking to each other. Everybody, no one wants to violate any HIPAA violations or, uh, really embark when even crossing that line. And so it's so tentative that no one was really talking to each other to, to make sure that this individual one got the help that he needed and two did not have firearms in his possession.
0: Indeed. Indeed. We gotta, we gotta do a a better job overall. No question. The sheriff with us, Errol, Errol Jr. Sheriff, I know you've been traveling El Salvador and everything else. We had you on last time. Uh, visiting police headquarters practices in general what's happening down there Did Do you learn a lot
1: you know not only did i learn a lot i saw the advancement of uh, the government because i had visited there in april of 2018 and at that point by the second week in april there were already 87 law enforcement people that were killed uh in el salvador and that uh, rate not only just law enforcement the rate of homicides in el salvador has dropped so much uh, due to the new president the minister of justice and what they're doing in el salvador to eradicate ms-13 and also 18th street which is the rival to ms-13 that rival gang and so not only were able to see the prison i think i am the first uh american i went with kevin catalina who's my undersheriff uh we saw seacock which is the uh You know, the prison that they built specifically to hold MS-13 and 18th Street members, and not low-level members, more high-level gang members in their country. Um, They've done so much. They've increased the salary of law enforcement to help root out corruption. They have uh, increased the training dramatically uh, for their personnel. Uh, You can just see a huge change. And even when you go, when uh, we were out to dinner, uh, you know, in the evenings uh, throughout the country, you know, hearing uh, people who are either at another table or working in the restaurants saying how much they approve of the president's um, security plan. But the only unfortunate thing is that, you know, with the toughness that they've clamped down on on those gangs, those gangs are now fleeing and they're going to Honduras, Ecuador, and the United States. And so those countries, including ours, now have to deal with these individuals.
0: Hmm. Interesting, interesting indeed. The sheriff with us, Errol Tulon, Jr. Sheriff, let, let's uh, shift a little bit um, regarding investigators. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of inmates, may have had some encounters with the alleged Gilgo Beach killer. Uh, there's been a lot going on. Uh, and then it kind of quiets down a little bit. But I remember the last press conference from one attorney who's been on the case, John Ray who basically uh, gave us the process of thinking regarding uh, other individuals who might have witnessed uh, Rex Yorman at his worst, and uh, even maybe uh, with uh, with insight as far as being a witness, his former wife. So there's been a lot of back and forth. Also, guns have been a topic, those confiscated from his home. Uh they are now being uh, certainly intertwined in this investigation in a big way. Uh, what can you tell us uh, regarding this whole situation?
1: You know, I think uh, Mr. Human's court day is November 15th, and, you know, when Mr. Ray had that press conference, I think that, that the information that he uh, provided to the press uh, would have been better served given to the district attorney, uh, the police department, and more specifically the task force, to really validate his claims uh, I know he said he had some sworn affidavits which is a little unusual for anyone to have at a press conference but be that as it may um, I think any information that anyone in the public uh, should have regarding anything uh, regarding Mr. Hureman, uh Gilgo Beach or any sex workers that have been seriously harmed or even uh, thought to be uh, killed should be given to the task force to really be validated you know, uh, to your earlier statement, you know, the um, human trafficking unit uh, in the Suffolk County Sheriff's Office, we've been uh, interviewing, obviously, all the sex workers in our custody. And now we've embarked on uh, interviewing sex workers in uh, the Nassau County Correctional Facility. And eventually we will be making our way to New York City and interviewing any potential sex workers uh, who are on Rikers Island who are currently incarcerated there. And I think it could give us a better picture of a better understanding of just what the sex work industry is just in 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 tri-state area or at least the New York area but more importantly are there any individuals that may have come in contact with Mr. Herman clearly there are some individuals that may say that now that they know what he looks like no more information about him, be saying yes I met him I spoke to him I talked to him but you know I can say in 2018 when we created this unit unit formulated questions to ask uh, sex workers anything about gilgo or specific things that we may have learned from the media or other law enforcement agencies and really didn't get a hit until after this task force was created
0: yeah uh no doubt about it that's what it's there for the sheriff with us uh for another minute or two sheriff i'll ask you this we spoke to you back regarding the opening of a new integrated program uh in oakdale Uh, A care clinic, those who are struggling uh, with mental health, those who are struggling struggling with substance abuse. Uh, I know it previously served a lot of people with disabilities and whatnot and struggling with the addiction of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, prescription opioids. You and I have spoken about this uh, in the past. We know fentanyl is out there. We know that it has destroyed lives. It has taken 100,000 lives as far as Americans over the last year or so, uh, and it still still is a force to deal with, I am sure, uh, on a daily basis for you, right? You
1: know, it is truly tragic, and I don't think individuals realize until they hear a death, or multiple deaths uh, from fentanyl, how deadly this is. You know, and I'll give you another example. So just in jails alone, how uh, individuals are trying to smuggle fentanyl in because it's worth almost 15 to 20 times more inside of a correctional setting, and you think about the addiction of people who are incarcerated trying to get this fentanyl inside the jails, but those that may have uh, uh, easily accessible means of getting fentanyl in the community thinking that, you know, it's just going to be a drug to give them a, a certain type of high, it is going to kill you. It is going to kill you, and I I really implore and really applaud uh, all of these these facilities that are opening up to treat individuals that have substance abuse issues uh, because we do not have enough, not only here in Suffolk County, but in New York State, to really combat this issue. And we really need to make sure if you have an individual, someone that you love, someone you care for, that you think has some sort of substance abuse. You know, if, if you can't find a help, please reach out to my office, and we will be happy to try and get you to get that person to the proper service so that they can really uh, combat this issue because it is really taking over our youth and also, you know, our community.
0: Absolutely. Uh, sure, before I let you go, with the situation as it is right now in the Middle East, there's been plenty of anti Semitic activity. I know you are watching that. Your fine team out there as well, but it's another another situation you might have to combat as far as uh, where we are at in society, correct?
1: Yes, and it is truly horrific. This the anti Semitic, uh, you know. We here heard about the Swatzickers in Montauk. I think there was another report yeah. uh, in, in Nassau County uh, this morning, and you know, I, I, I think that um, you know there's some depraved individuals. Uh, any type of hate hateful messages uh, should not be tolerated and I think anyone that knows of anyone that's doing this should report it to the police you know immediately but you know more of what you know what you're talking about in the Middle East is that you know we need to make sure that from a homeland security perspective that we're ensuring that uh, Suffolk County is safe uh, there are not going to be any type of um, harmful messages outside, and I mean physically harmful, no. not not the uh, harmful messages that are being spray-painted on certain uh, walls or institutions, but we need to make sure that our religious institutions and all people are protected here in Suffolk County.
0: Without question, the sheriff, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Errol Dulon, uh Jr. Uh, always appreciate a couple of minutes with you, sir, and I look forward uh, to getting a double dose here in November at the end of the month. How's that? Thank you very much, Jay.